At the end of the day, when you're all alone in the dark, the only thing that counts is this, the law. And you will be alone when you swear to uphold these ideals. For most of us, there's only dust in the streets. For the few of us that survive to old age, the proud loneliness of the long walk. A walk that every judge must take outside these city walls into the unknown and there spend your last remaining days taking law to the lawless. This is what it means to be a judge. This is the commitment I expect. Judgment time. Hello and welcome to Dread or Dead, the internet's premiere Judge Dread podcast. I'm Dave. I'm here with Adam. Adam, how are you? Oh, you know, I'm all right, Dave. I'm, uh, I was sitting here going through my email while I was waiting for you, mm. and I'm seeing that I'm getting like, because this is like my burner account, you know, I don't really I look at it. it. I love it, yeah. <laughs> but I'm seeing here that I'm getting like two or three emails a day right. from Omaha Steaks. What's that? They sell steaks to your door. Really? So they they yeah. want they want to give get get you a steak. Maybe you could deliver yeah. one, get one ordered through the show, and it gets delivered to you at the end of the show. Well, you know what? I can't promote Omaha Steaks because this is really annoying. Uh, you know, I'm <laughs> deleting hundreds of Omaha Steak emails at a time. Granted, you know, I uh, Why are they don't so clean out this thing. Laser I have no focused idea, man. on you. Yeah, like they've really kind of narrowed their, their, their advertising down to one person in Dayton, Ohio. Dude, I got computer. three on May 10th. Two on May 11th, three on May 12th, two on May 13th, just every other day like that. It's weird. I thought but you yeah. were going to say you were getting some emails from some lawbreakers, and uh, we need to clean <laughs> the mean streets of the Big Meg. I mean, I think this should qualify, so. Yeah, I mean, uh, email harassment would be a crime in Mega City 1. I'm sure Dread wouldn't look too kindly on it, you know? Yeah, I don't think he would. No, kick a door in, beat a few people up. Show them what the law really means. Um, so we're, we're gathered here to discuss a special zombie crossover event that only came out last week. So this is extremely current, which is, I think, the, one of the first times that we've done a really current 2000 AD storyline. Um, it is a... Well, we recently did Judgment Day, which, if you recall, was the Judge Red team up with um, Johnny Alpha, Johnny M. Dog. Uh, with Sabat and the and the zombies and stuff, we did that a few episodes ago. You recall that? I do. Yeah. So I think this might have. Yeah, this was the not twentieth, thirtieth year anniversary of Judgment Day. So that must have. Come um. Out. Yeah, I think that's actually. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask you: Is Judgment Day? Mm. You said that was the original story. Is Judgment Day? Yes. Where they team up. Yep. Was that written by um? Garth Ennis. Okay, because I remember liking that, mm. but then I also thought I remembered being kind of disappointed by Garth Ennis's run. Is that the same one where they team up and they, uh, they Dread takes on him and the yeah, uh, yeah. the Asian guy at the same time? Okay, yeah, yeah. So Judgment Day was like one of those big epics. It probably went for twenty five, you know, issues or something. Like it was, yeah. It it Alpha comes back in time. Um, to, to track down Sabat and the zombies are going everywhere and yeah it, it ends well there's a there's a point where him and Dread fight each other um and they all 
obviously end up winning and stuff, and and then Alpha yeah. goes back to his own timeline. Um, so in, in that they win, and it's the thirtieth year anniversary, which makes me feel very old because I was collecting it <laughs> in weekly comics at the time. Yeah. Um, it's thirty years since, and uh, two thousand AD have done kind of like a something they don't normally. Do I? I don't think they've done like a, a crossover between the magazine and 2008, which definitely has happened before many times. But um, it's a sequel to Judgment Day and a what if? Basically, what if the judges lost, and or what if? What if they tried to do something different as opposed to what they did in Judgment Day, which was using the the team that went in and wiped out Sabat? In this one, uh, the Sov judge uh, basically decides that they're going to take all the... What is it? All, um, they do something... To, so it goes into the multiverse. Um, yeah, it wasn't... I think it was just the fact... And first off, yeah, I wouldn't say it's a sequel just because there was really nothing added. It was just, like you said, a what if. But um, I think it was just the fact that by nuking that planet mm. is kind of what set off this infection throughout the multiverse yeah. whereas in the original story they decide to send Dread and Johnny Alpha in to try to take him down um, I guess it was just the wrong move to bomb that, that little planet there I'm just having a look here so it says um, uh, so Magruder who I remember you don't like with the beard um, I don't by, like the beard is all you yeah. know, so. by the way I do want to draw attention to uh, its uh, issue 2300, the cover of Johnny Alpha and Dread, and then the zombies are all famous 2000 AD characters. That is a great cover. And it says, Oh, fantastic cover. I loved it. Yeah, on the day of judgment, no world is safe. And you see there, Kano, one of my favorite, uh, you know, they're all heroes from 2000 AD or anti heroes. You see Kano there as a zombie. You see Rogue Trooper as a zombie. Uh, you see the guy from Space Trucking Company with the pointy head. Uh, they're all there. It's pretty awesome. You you see in the background Tharg. See the guy. You you see Kano, the the guy with the bandolier. You see, yeah, yeah. See to his right. Um, yeah, the, I see him. The green head with the red thing on it. In the he's background. like the he's like the um yeah, the, the editor basically yeah the alien. I was editor. gonna say like the Mickey Mouse or whatever. I was trying to yeah, think of what the, it's called. The Mickey Mouse. He is yeah. Um. Now, so let's have a look here. So Magruder says, we drop a combat team, they go and kill Sabat, bust up his power lines and come on home. That simple. Which is exactly what happened in the regular comic. Uh, then the East Meg 2 guy says, Net, East Meg 2 does not approve plan of crazy megacity chief judge. You got a better one? Not drop judge commando squad on Sorcerer's Lair. Drop bombs, many big bombs. Um... Uh, not total annihilation devices, dimension bombs. So basically, they—that's what they—that's what they do. They—they want to bomb Sabat, and but they use a dimension bomb so that basically it—it it sends all his crazy shit to other dimensions. So um, uh, Sabat disappears. So they launch the bombs. And Alpha's, Alpha says, going back to my own time to see just how much damage you're going to do here today, he actually doesn't improve, which I thought was a cool... I like the artwork where you see Alpha saying that and Dread looking at him. That's good That's good artwork there, I think. Yeah, good face work. 
Uh, Sabat disappears not just from the face of the earth, but from reality itself. Judgment Day is over. Far worse is to come. Separate but interconnected realities, each fantastic and unique. More than 2,000 of them. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The dissipated evil energy of the necromass now spreading out among them and infecting them all. So they, basically they they bomb him into other dimensions, which, yeah, when you think about it, is super dangerous because it's just removing the problem from one world and, and putting it on another, you know? Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. I mean, it comes back to bite them in a massive way. But I that's the setup. And then you see New Earth, which is the Earth of Road Trooper, and you see the zombies come up. And um and then you, you see they're all it's all different um it's all different uh two thousand AD storylines you know some of them very old and yeah it's it, it's crazy and uh, like the flesh uh, the monsters and stuff the zomboverse it, it it it's nuts um and for for Dread's world Judgment Day is over for these other worlds their Judgment Days are here now. And that's the, yeah. that's the setup, man. Now, you're a bit critical of the setup, are you? No, I like the setup. What I said earlier when we were off offline was that I was kind of disappointed that it wasn't... Um, you know, I know Johnny Alpha was dead, at least her dead was for a while. Mm. Was dead for a while. But I was kind of just hoping for something... A new adventure with them together rather than a what-if... Re, 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 you know, redo of the story. Gotcha. Uh, personally, gotcha. yeah, I see. Whereas, whereas I realized what it was because I saw the pitch and I was like, oh, okay, this is. I sort of understood it. Uh, like I also, but I guess for me, I didn't really care because we still got to see tons of Johnny Alpha. So I was like, well, you know, we're still seeing tons of Johnny Alpha, so it doesn't really worry me that much. Um, yeah, but I guess the whole thing with it being a Dread crossover and then Dread's a zombie the whole time and he's not really in the story the whole time. That's a good point. I thought kind of sucked uh, personally, but yeah, <laughs> um, I liked this setup though. I thought the setup was really cool if they were going to do it this way, and it was cool to like tie into the other uh i don't know what you call them Stories. segments yeah. yeah there's story types um i thought that was neat and it was a cool way to see like what maybe i'm guessing these are all current strips in 2000 ad that were included here right oh yeah so th- that was the co- i think that was the bigger concept as well that, that like basically all the different 2000 AD storylines of now they throw in the zombies into it um like so you yeah. you had like rogue trooper who's an old standard. i got to be honest, I didn't make it through all of the other stuff because I found some of them a bit lame. But uh, but I did Dude, like... Dude, yeah, that's what I was going to say is it was cool to have this introduction to him, but also to see that a lot of these, you know, not necessarily that I wouldn't enjoy them, but mm. it wasn't a good introduction to any of them. No. I, you know, now that I'm looking, actually, I read more than... I, I quite liked um, the one that was in World War One. Um... I did, I'm not familiar because I don't read 2000 AD. Uh, the one where the guys reflecting back on World War One, I, I quite liked that one. Um, but a yeah, lot. I'm of trying them, to scan through and see what ones I actually found. Like, oh, the doghouse yeah. one was good. The, the one, the one with um, the one strontium dog where he goes back and uh, he's like, and, and he goes back to the doghouse and all the the mutants and stuff. Or that was my favorite one. Oh yeah, that one was easily the best, yeah, Yeah, and great artwork there. But that one also, like, you know, was more central to the story, and we already know Johnny Alpha, who, by the way, I think is, 
you know, really cool, and I really like that design. He's awesome, man. Um, he's awesome. I love Johnny Alpha, dude. And you see Wolf come up, come come back, and he's going old cucumber, and he's got he's got the hammer. Uh, it's pretty full on, man. Um, it, it see that was the good stuff. Unfortunately, with um with two thousand AD, they've always had like weak strips, and I I actually think it would have been a better idea to have the classic strips, like just go with your big hitters and put zombies in them. Cause it's not like even the kind of crappy modern day strips, they were just little vignettes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Go with things that are like more like your classics yeah, rather than just what you happen to have going on right now. Yeah. Cause when um, it got to the Johnny Alpha one, I was just loving it. It's like, but some horrors, even Alpha cannot bring himself to fight time bomb. Um, and time travel was an untamable beast, twisting your head in all directions at once. He'd always hated it, but he hated this more. Curse you, Dread. You'll pay for what you've done. <clears throat> Gonna have to go back Ye- and stop this infection <laughs> spreading. <laughs> you know something I didn't really get, though, is mm. Johnny Alpha is not in Dread's future necessarily, right? Like It's a, it's separate... a possible future. It's a possible okay. future. Like, he, he is technically in the future, um, not by tons, but it's kind of like, it, it's weird. It, it, you could almost say it's a possible but likely future kind of thing, you know? Um, okay. But, well, like yeah. all the different X-Men futures, essentially. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that, yeah. Yeah, it, like it's, it, it, it is a proper timeline and everything. Um, and for many years, there was no linkage. It wasn't until just before Judgment Day when they kind of first crossed them over, which we did, that storyline where... Um, yeah, the short one. The short one where, where him and Wolf go back and um, they do something. That was the first time. So, yeah, it's it, it's there, but they it's not like they've crossed over in all the years since. They did that one very brief crossover, remember, in the bar or something? Do you remember we did that issue where... Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah. It's kind of almost like a joke crossover, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, he's there, and there are some links and stuff, and they and they sort of like point to it a little bit, little Easter eggs, you know, but not not many. I think they're careful to mainly keep them pretty separate because they're two of the big dogs of two thousand AD, and they don't want their storylines getting too merged, you know. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah. So I loved it with the Johnny Alpha one, and then we do the epilogue of um the Dread storyline where you see that basically Mega City One is invaded by all the different monsters. And it was funny that Kano's the guy who actually kills Dread. He get he gets his teeth in a Dread, so that was actually pretty impressive, because Kano's one of the big warriors. Um, yeah, and so he's the one who bites Dread's neck. Too late now for all of them. And it's Hondo City months later. As soon as the portal opens, he knows he's too late. Uh, the whole platy planet already a Necromundus, a world of the dead. Too late then, but maybe not. Planet the Mega City Chief Judge was to send in a combat team to fix a problem, suicide mission, but could still work. Now to find his team, and there's the picture of Johnny Alpha with the with the gun smoking, and I was just like, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm like, I'm 100 down with the concept because I think it's cool. You know what I mean? Like, but I do think that the that 2000 AD issue suffered by some of the lesser strips. It just kind of being like a gimmick, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. Um, there's kind of like there's maybe twenty pages out of here that I needed. Yeah. Where honestly, there's probably I don't know, like 
it kind of felt like a money grab to have it be like a two-part thing when you could probably just put it all in one because that's all that I really give a shit about. Sure, but they wanted to do it in the magazine as well, you know, like um, because the magazine has its own characters, uh, I think, frankly, better characters because they're Judge Dredd sort of world characters and, um, you know, they wanted to spin that into, it, it, as you say, it's a, it's a double buy. You know, for me, well, that's what I mean. Yeah. Is just just do the magazine then? Like, you, yeah, you could have yeah. just took the twenty pages out of here, yeah. threw it in the magazine. Good point. Well, great point, Adam. You're on fire today. You, yeah, you, you, but I mean, I, I was just excited to be alive because, uh, you know, like you know me, dread fan, and when I saw we were going to do a current one, I was like, hell yeah! So anyway, Johnny Alpha was really held together. And I've got to say, what a great cover to the magazine. Uh, what issue is this magazine? They don't make the issue numbers easy. 448, what a great cover with dread, an undead dread holding the skull and graveyard shift. I didn't really care for this cover wow. um, compared wow. to the other one at least. No, wow. I thought it was pretty lame. Probably going to send the judges <laughs> around to put you in a cube for those comments. Um, I just didn't think the art was as well done, I guess. i, I got to pull that one up, actually. I preferred the other cover, but... but I'm not going to cast shade at this cover, I, and I think, frankly, you've. I have a theory about you sometimes, Dave. That um, <laughs> it's really just like the variables that you care about, like oh, there's a skull and there's dread, and he's a zombie, so it's the best thing in the world. Where really, it's like you're maybe not looking at it the most objectively. You're just kind of like, oh, I like this thing and that thing, and they're together. This is amazing. Yeah, well, you're close to the mark there. You're hitting home close. Yeah. You know. It's a different style of cover. It's kind of like a more digital, glossy kind of production, a bit more abstract, whereas the other cover is, is a classic cover. I mean, I think that's Cliff Robinson and Art Judy's on the other cover, and um, mm-hmm. I don't know, just two different feels, man. You know, like, calm down. Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not upset. I'm well, not upset. So, yeah, you sound a little bit upset, big guy. Um, I'm upset. I'm upset that, uh, that you don't have the cover, but I'll, <laughs> I'll have to get over it. Special zombie crossover event. I do like they have read 2000 AD prog 2300 first and a warning label, so literally saying go buy the other comic. So it is it is a cash grab, as you said, Adam. You are correct there. Um, yep. Yep. You know, but they are linked, these two things. It's not like... God, there's a lot of advertising in the magazine, isn't there? You open it up, it's just like ad, ad, ad. Yeah. Um, okay, now let's go into this. The Darkest Judge. So... You were saying one of your weaknesses of this story you felt was that Dread is is almost not a character really. I mean, he's a zombie; he doesn't do much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's it's mostly a Johnny Alpha story, which is cool because mm. I like him. Yeah, and you know we have him team up with Judge Anderson, which is also cool. Yeah, but you know it's not really Dread and Johnny Alpha together at all. No, no, I agree there. Um, and it's like Mega City one after the fall. The world is dead. The city is dead. But one thing still matters. Judy. He's still kind of got a baseline, doesn't he? Uh, like a weird baseline where um, he's still impacting on justice, you know? Um, yeah, and he's taken some kind of serum or something, right, to try to keep himself human? I think so. Uh, leg shots. Need them alive for food. No. Interrogation. Need them alive for interrogation, um, but I I think his willpower is so strong that he is somehow a little bit of him is still hanging on, but unfortunately not enough. So when he does the interrogation, um, he's actually eating them. You know, 
Um, yeah, so it's it, it it's pretty crazy, and we see this um, PSI judge uh, who's kind of got no arms and legs and stuff, and she's still feeding information uh, to him. Um, you know, and you find out she's kind of done deal with him to for him to kill her kind of thing, and she's still sort of serving as she's she's alive, but he's like fully taken off her arms and legs, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, what's he really getting out of her though? I didn't really follow that exposition for the story. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, good yeah. point. <laughs> I think that's the main thing. Um, hey, that's the same reason Jennifer Connelly was in Top Gun Maverick, that terrible movie. Wow, that's a that's a like such a crowd pleaser, man. And you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm just... sorry. it's not a terrible movie, but it's yeah. like way overrated to me. I enjoyed it. Like I, I, I you yeah. know, I don't. I'm not raving about it. Like it's not knocking out like you know Citizen Kane. But I thought it was um, it was a good film. It was a crowd pleaser. I mean, you, you you're going against the crowd and almost against the flag. <laughs> I say, what can I say? <laughs> Against Tom Cruise himself, it's the biggest, it's the highest grossing Tom Cruise movie of all time. Yeah, and he's made you know maybe twenty better movies. <laughs> he has made a lot of good movies. Um, yeah. yeah, you are right. Uh, he he does eject himself. I didn't see that. Uh, oh wow! Didn't I tell you already? That stuff it it totally doesn't work. It's like a total placebo. So she's saying to him, "It's a placebo. It doesn't really do anything," and he's still kind of hanging on. Um, it's very interesting, actually, um, how it's like, I mean, you died, and they show Kano ripping his throat out, but now staying dead isn't really the thing it used to be, but you were different from those other things, special, because you, you're all, because you're dread, uh, and that's what makes you worse than any of them, and you see, because I was quite shocked when I saw Dread die, or get eaten by Kano, because I thought he, as you said, I thought it was going to be him and Alpha um, against the zombies, basically. You know what I mean? I, I didn't, I mean, I didn't foresee Dread actually being killed and turned into a zombie uh, so early in the story kind of thing. That that, that stunned me. Um, but it's, It almost kind of been cool, uh, you know, him as the villain, but they just didn't do a lot with that either, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean, he he gets this moment to shine here, but um, but not much else. Um, and he, it is cool that like you see Rowdy Yates block, which is his home block, and you see in that picture, uh, it's it's on page um, eight. You see a picture of a, a ton of two thousand AD heroes on spikes. So you see Durham Red. You see Tharg, Rogue Trooper. Uh, I was kind of like, well, slow down. He's killed Rogue Trooper. Um, Halo Jones, uh, Dr. Quinch, uh, Kano as well. He got Kano after he bit him. Um, yeah, there's, it's, there's a lot of classic, um, heroes and stuff who are on Spike. So it, it is kind of like, would you describe it as pretty fan service this story? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And then it's like, she says, the guy with the eyes is still coming, the mutant from the future. And he's bringing the others with him. I know. Let them come, all of them. He'll be waiting. And you, and you see Dredd just holding up a, a dead head. And it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's interesting. And then, see, I think the other strips here that we're going to go through are far stronger how it's done with Alpha than it was done in 2000 AD. I, I think the strips yeah. here... 
What do you think? I guess I didn't really understand. Are these other strips or, you know, these are like other places within Dread's world, right? They're not yeah. entirely different continuity no, things. They, okay. It's called the Dread. I think they had that benefit, though, you know, like these were things that I assumed were part of actually, like, you know, the Dread universe. Yeah, they call it the Dreadverse. And so the magazine, as well as obviously carrying Dread stories, has stuff like Armitage and Devil on War and this Shimura guy. Uh, so they're all inside Dread's world at some point and, you know, tangentially related. And then also, of course, you have the Dread stories, which are just full on Judge Dread. So um, I thought this was cool. You see the this Asian uh, Shimura judge and Johnny Alpha comes in. Um, he's after Sadhu. Um, oh, hold up, hold up. Real quick, what was that big uh, hairy guy that was coming in that Dread cuts his head off? Not 100% sure, actually. Um, okay. I thought that was supposed to be like a reference to a character. That, but... If it is, I didn't know either. And he's like, kiss this freak. Hey, X. Um, it must be someone famous, maybe in like the last 10 or 20 years. Because she says something kismayak, so I don't, I don't even. Know. Oh, you know who what that is? I realise who that is now. Then now that I read that, that is slain. Uh, uh. But but can I say when? Yeah, so I realise uh, only when I re, only when I realise it said kismayak. Uh, slain is like a uh, Celtic or uh, yeah, I've seen warrior. Uh, yeah, pictures of him. He's awesome. Uh, when he warp spasms and he goes, he 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 doesn't actually look like that. It's actually a pretty bad picture of Slane. Um, he, he well, warps, he's a zombie though, right? Yeah, he warp spasms and goes crazy and he says kiss my axe, which I think they would have been better to do as kiss my axe rather than kiss my axe, because I had to read it slowly to even realise what it was. But now that I look at it, I can see he's got the axe. So that's who that is. And he is referenced later on because they mention a Celtic warrior, um, a giant Celtic warrior who's destroyed and i was like oh so slain was mentioned but th that's actually a really bad picture because it looks nothing like him at all well it's also like all the other zombies around him still or all the other people's heads around him still look human mm. and then him you know i know he doesn't normally look that way and he's like basically unrecognizable yeah. and if you don't pick up on the fact that he's saying kiss my yeah. ex which i just like yeah i'm supposed to know no, yeah that, that that is not in any way uh a, that could be anyone like that, that doesn't even look like slain, <laughs> yeah. zombie or not. Um, so then we had uh, Johnny Alpha, and I was enjoying Johnny Alpha getting uh, a bit of a run in the sun. Um, he he comes in to uh, this uh, this Shimura city kind of thing, and then that city just just gets annihilated, doesn't it? Like really, it's just like it, I I kind of dug that this is just kind of such a dark world. Like it's it's clearly doomed. Like there's no coming back, is there? Mm -hmm. You know that was. Coming yes, back. they're pretty screwed. Yeah. Do you think that could happen here, man? Do you think it could come down to that level of darkness if it was all on the line against zombies and you realize the world's gone? What's your reaction? Um, I think I'd be all right. I think you might have some problems. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, but you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, yeah, they do the time bomb, which is, um, which is the thing that, uh, Johnny Alpha does, and he actually saves Shimura from being eaten as a zombie, because he puts the time bomb on, so the earth is spitting on, and then he just dies in space. For Shimura, at least, there is an escape from the dead earth, and then, 
um, then Johnny says, okay then, pal, no other way. A time bomb isn't a time machine, but set to a fraction of a second and it can be transported while the planet is mid-spin, far enough from Pacifica Hope as it's white for the globe. And he's getting the Yeah, point. time bombs are cool. I like those. Oh, they're awesome, yeah. And then I was really happy that um, the voice in his head, it turns out when you cross the page, is Anderson, who is one of the greats. Um, and yeah, yeah, I was happy because I thought that that side judge at the beginning they were going to say was Anderson. And yeah. I was like, oh, but then it was nice having her be a part of the story. Totally, totally. I mean, she's like the number two judge after Judge Dredd uh, in terms of, you know, popularity and stuff. Um, yeah, and so she meets up with um, she, and, and I mean, it would have been nice to have a tribute to Alan Grant. I think in this comic as well, you know, um, you know, yeah, yeah. I I think given that like Anderson's a big part of this, and he was huge in in, in Alan Alan Grant took a lot of care of uh, Anderson and Stronium Dog. Um, but anyway, so then uh, he's like, "Thanks, I can take you. You're the one that called." Uh, and basically, they may, they make an assessment to go. She says, "You're a mutant from the f- future, right? What's left of it, which isn't much. What's happened? It's worse than your time. That's why we're you're here to change the future. I'm going to need a mega city judge to help me and to face him. You mean dread? Are you afraid of him? Yes, and so you should be. He was terrifying enough even alive. God knows what he's like now. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I like. Do you like the art here? I, it, it's kind of a different style of artwork, but I thought it was quite nice actually in this in this one." Do you mean the Anderson part? Yes. Or the yeah, yeah, I do, I do. It's got a, uh, I don't know. It's yeah, definitely got a unique quality that I really like. Yeah, it's really well designed and like you know, just just to look at the characters. I mean, they're they're so much thinner. Like you look at Stronium Dog here; it looks like he shed about you know thirty pound. Um, yeah. And and Anderson looks good. Like it's it's just a, it's just a nice style of artwork that I personally enjoyed. Then yeah, we, it almost yeah. looks like digital, but it's like, you know, a really nice digital style where the, you know, the figures are real, um, I don't know, just a real nice outline to them. Yeah, and uh, you see her, she has the, she's seen the future, his teeth tearing into her, her lifeblood pouring down his uniform and badge, and trust me, it doesn't end well. So she, she, she knows in the future from her visions that Dread's going to eat her, but Anderson's a tough cookie, she doesn't let that stop her. Um, you know, something to love about her. And then we go to Missionary Man, who I was never a big fan of. He's just kind of like some religious preachery kind of sheriff guy. Um, probably one of the more boring characters. Um, cool art, though. Cool yeah, art. No, it is. It is. Like, it, it, he, it, he's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's just so many other cooler things to me in the world than him. But it's good that he gets involved because kind of he is like a sheriff lawman you know um out in the badlands so yeah um that was good that he becomes part of the team i did like the cadet giant uh storyline because cadet giant was in judgment day and he's the son of judge giant um and my god he faces off against i'm pretty confident that that might actually be um when he says grunt on a greenie I've got a feeling that might actually be not Rogue Trooper, but kind of like a medic genetic infantryman. Um, it looks like it, yeah. Yeah, like that's pretty cool. And he just demolishes him with the baseball bat. Now, Judge Giant was the one whose dad was like an athlete, and this is his son, right? Uh, that was his granddad. His his father is an actual judge, Judge Giant, that Orlock killed. He was Dredd's friend. 
And right. I guess yeah. I'm saying we. I think we read the introduction to a Judge Giant, but that that would have been this guy's father, is what you're saying? Yeah, I think so. Like, so okay. Judge Giant was um he was like one of Dred's buddies or partners or whatever, and mm-hmm. good judge, good judge, good solid judge, and. Orlok, the assassin, killed him just before Apocalypse War. And it was a big death because he was a main supporting character. Years later, when they did Necropolis, I think, they brought in this guy and Judge Giant had... Because you know how judges aren't allowed to have sex and stuff? Um, But he'd had an affair and had a kid. And because he was such a good judge, they they sort of covered it up a little bit and they put the kid into the program. Um, so mm-hmm. by the time of Necropolis and Judgment Day, he was coming up through the ranks. I, I think he's still a judge now in the regular continuity. Um, if he's not dead, I, th- I think he's still going. And yeah, so this is, but this is a flashback to his early days just after um, ju- Judgment uh, yeah. Day. I keep losing track of the fact that, yeah, this is, you know, from the 90s or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So it's, it's kind of a throwback to that time. And I think it's actually pretty cool. Um, Necropolis, did we do that for the show? I think so. Is that where they all become zombies also? No, that's Judgment Day. Uh, Necropolis, maybe we haven't done it. That's the one where... No, I don't think we have done it yet. It's it's the pre... Not the prelude, but it's a, it's a massive storyline where the Dark Judges come in with the Sisters of Death and also Judge Death and his buddies and they kill like like 100 million people. Um, and Dread goes into the Badlands and then comes back with Chief Judgment Gruder and they overthrow the Judges. Duck judges. Okay, I think I might have read that. And what happens is all the dead that gets buried outside the walls after Necropolis, they're the zombies that Sabat raises in Judgment Day. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you, I, we've done Judgment Day. I don't think we've done Necropolis. Necropolis is a is a great storyline, but it's a big storyline. Like it's it, it it it's enormous actually. Um. Yeah, it's it's a big read. It's a good story. It's a very good story, actually. It's one of my favourite stories. Um, but anyway, so, yeah, so this is the early days of Cadet John, and then he's like, um, it was pretty funny when he says to this guy, I've absolutely no idea who you are, buddy, but trust me, you're not the only one feeling blue. I guess he is a genetic instrument of his blue, and he just smashes him with a baseball bat into his head. Um, I did think that was kind of dumb. Didn't like it? The line I thought was kind of silly. He then says, it's been a while since I said something that lame out loud. Yeah. yeah. He's only a kid, yeah. man. He's only a kid. You know? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Like, wow, what are you talking about critical? Um, hey, I'll let it slide this time, all right? I'll let it slide. <laughs> well, that's very generous of you. Uh, but it was good. Um, it, 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 is, it is good that um, he's like, before Judgment Day, I was somebody, a cadet in the Mega City Justice Apartment. And then he sees that this um he sees that this girl is is scared, um and you know what he's sick of training to, of of hiding. It's what I was trained to be, what I've always been. I am the law, but I have to leave you now. I have to go face what's out there. I could hear the call, yeah. And he's it's like he's a good judge, you know, Judge Shine. Um, mm-hmm. the next one is Devil on War. He's a kind of a fan favorite character. He's a how can you describe him? He's like an exorcist. Um, he's also gay. Uh, and he gets, in his first storyline in the comics, he gets turned into a vampire, which becomes his kind of shtick. Um, he's, a, he's a vampire, but he, he kind of like, um, how can you say, manages his addiction kind of thing. 
Um, so he's a long-standing character in the magazine. But here he's really struggling, more than I thought he would be, and he gives him something or other, um, and then he, he commits suicide. Um, he just burns himself down because he's eating one of the zombies, I think, and that's turning him into a zombie. Um, so, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy for him. What does he actually give him? Oh, yeah, that's right. I know a man, Armitage. He's one of your lot. He's got a few survivors holed up in a bunker. If anyone knows any back roads into the mega city hellhole, it's him. But the bunker's well protected. You'd never find it without these ca- coordinates. He gave it to me in case I, I ever found a, p- a solution to my little predicament. So, yeah, so he it's essentially a, a situation where he gives them, for the plot device, the the coordinates to reach Armitage. And, yeah, it's, and then he burns himself down, which is actually pretty cool. Um, you know, he gets his, his moment in the sun. <laughs> yeah. Pretty happy with that line there from me. Um, yeah, I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I've never been a huge Armitage fan. I, I've never really read his stuff. He's a British judge, uh, and I don't know. It's just like sometimes when they spin off all the different judges, I'm just I get a bit weary of it. You know what I mean? Like all the different countries. What do you think of it? I kind of liked um, how different things looked. Yeah, uh, over there. You know, I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, but yeah, I didn't really follow it and i didn't really understand why johnny alpha shot that other guy no neither did i um yeah i i i i read it like twice he's like i can trigger the self-destruct you're a man of grud you understand that we have to stand tall in the face of evil maybe it's because he the guy was talking about maybe it's because he was talking about um triggering the self-destruct but it did seem random um, yeah, I think it was something like that or whatever was on his screen, but I just yeah. didn't really follow it. Yeah. Um, I did want to say, and maybe, oh, I'm sorry, uh, that previous story, I, I like the art there. It kind of reminded me of Gene Hall, mm. um, who does a lot of DC work. And also, I think they summed up in about 10 pages, uh, one, two, three, four, five, why vampires are more interesting than zombies, because I thought this character was more interesting than um mm. the stupid zombie stuff well i i like zombies for the threat they face but as as characters themselves a vampire is far more interesting you know sure a zombie sure. invasion let's face it since R- romero you, you know it's the decay of society kind of thing you know mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. robotic nature of like late stage capitalism and then you know the inevitable entropy entropy of society like heading towards collapse kind of thing it's kind of a comment that has now become genre fiction you know they're two very separate things whereas a vampire uh in most instances does have some semblance of intelligence left whereas a zombie doesn't Mm -hmm. you know um so they're two very different things so I, i think both are interesting in their own ways but i've seen vampire stories where the vampires are are more monster like and almost zombie-like, and they're less interesting to me than a vampire that's got some element of um, intelligence. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, by the way, the guy who did the artwork that you liked is Steve Yal, who did um, oh. a, a lot of work with um, Grant Morrison, uh, Zenith. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I, I recognise, he's changed his style a bit, but it is him. I, I, it I, says Connor Boyle. Or which one are you talking about? I'm talking about Armitage. 
So Steve Yow. The Western one? No. No. The, I'm talking about the Armitage storyline where the guy got the guy got shot that we were just talking about. Oh, that wasn't the one I was saying I like oh. the artwork for. Which one are you talking I about? I was saying I was saying I like the artwork for the um the the vampire one. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, Devil on War, Connor Ball. Okay, yeah, he's cool. Um that is that is good artwork. I, I agree. I really like the artwork there. I think it's really nice. Uh, Steve Yao. But yeah, now that you say that, yeah, I do recognize. I think I noticed that at the time, but yeah, mm. I think he did even some JLA with him. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, he he did some DC work. Uh, he did some Invisibles as well. I actually think he's a really good artist. Uh, like I, I loved his Zenith um, storyline. Yeah, he's kind of got like a um, almost reminds me of like Mark Buckingham, who does like Fables. Yeah, um, yeah, kind of cool. Um, now things are really heating up. We're getting to the business end of proceedings now after that weird Armitage storyline where he just shoots the guy. Um, it was almost like, did you need to shoot him? Or was the guy that much of a threat? Like, you know, to all you hard cases, you know? Um, but anyway. Uh, then we get the Darkest Judge storyline, which is where I was like, okay, it's... And I'm. it was hilarious because I kept looking at my page count on my, on my iPad. I'm thinking, wow, I've got 132 pages to get through. And I was trying yeah. to... And I was like, man. And then I was like, this storyline seems to be heading towards a conclusion. What are they going to fill the other 60 pages with? Well, it turns out just absolute filler. <laughs> yeah, put the 20 pages from the other thing in here. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, then put the filler in the other one. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it really was filler too, wasn't it? Like, Jesus. Like, yeah. Um, it was like an art book. Uh, okay, so there we go. Um, they find Cadet Giant, that him, doesn't look like much of a lawman, and, and she's like, that's him. I like this artwork too, back to the old style, Lee Gallagher, uh, on, on our duties, um, doing a good job. And he, and then and then um, we... And I'll tell you something that's actually funny here that I just noticed. When um, <laughs> Johnny Alpha says, congratulations, son, today's graduation day, and he's holding the lawgiver. You see how he's holding the lawgiver by the barrel? Mm, yeah. If he was carrying that by, what do you call it, like the handle, um, it would blow uh, up. It would blow up. That's cool. And he knew that? I don't know. I don't know if he knew that. It was just, but I'm, I always feel that, that that was like, they wrote in the script and then they're like, oh, shit. You know, because he's very conscious. Like, who handles a gun the way he's got it there? You know? Yeah. Yeah, good point. <laughs> it's just like, I just noticed it then, and I was like, hmm, lucky uh, Johnny didn't like, you know. <laughs> he was very specific about how he gripped that gun. <laughs> Maybe. So even if you just pick it up, it'll do that? I, yeah, I, I, I think, I think if you pick it up, and I don't think you have to fire, but maybe you do. In fact, let's Google it while we're here, because... It definitely, I, it goes on handprint. A lawgiver gun. Let's type it into Google. Lawgiver gun. Judge Red. Does it explode when picked up? Does it explode? Let's see what Google does. Is Google smart enough to answer my questions? Do you think? I'm gonna say no. My wife is always saying like, "Hey Google this, Hey Google that," and I'm like, she can't answer that complex of a question. Instead of exploding when an individual other than a judge picks up the weapon, it emits a very powerful, incapacitating, and often deadly shock until the weapon is dropped. Um, yeah, 
that's that's referencing the movie. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of information here, and it, let's go into Lawgiver Wikipedia, the Lawgiver Wiki security features. Oh, each Lawgiver, yeah, here we go. Uh, each Lawgiver has a sensor on its grip that is programmed to recognize the palm print of the authorized authorized user registered the weapon. If anyone else, including another judge, attempts to use the weapon, it will self-destruct in the user's hand, leaving them severely crippled or dead. However, recognising this feature may interfere with a judge performing their duties in the field, the Justice Department does maintain instructions on how to bypass the security feature. The information is only accessible by senior judges and above, and was demonstrated by Judge Red when one of his partners was killed during an investigation. So... It seems like maybe they say here attempting to use. So maybe that means firing. Mm -hmm. Attempts to use the weapon, it will self-destruct. I notice, though, that they covered themselves. He didn't have it by the grip, you know? Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah. Um, Um... that's I fine. mean, I guess if you're picking up a gun and stuff, you don't necessarily need to grab it by the handle. Like, Yeah, I know. True. But I, I do feel that was a very... I don't know. I, I, that's not how I would handle a gun. You know, but I don't know. But I guess you're saying he's he's, he's holding it that way to put it in the other guy's hand. Um, then, you know, you don't have to, you know, worry about misfire or anything. You just... Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and then you've got the PCI judge back in Dred's little, uh, base. Oh, wow, it's happening. They're here. Anderson, the future guy with the eyes, the one full of cold fire and fury, they're here. Uh, and then, and then Dred's saying his city always has been, still is, nothing going to change that. He knows who they are. He knows why they're here. He knows where they're going. And you've got the, the shout out to the Machismo judges, um, which are firing like the robot judges. Pre- that's that's a pretty cool nod back to the nineties because that was a big thing in the in the nineties. Uh, those robot judges that you know, and then and then uh, you see um, Johnny Alpha didn't come back from the future to let droids get in my way, and he blows them away. That's pretty cool. And um, I was in my mind, I was building up to the fight, man. I was like, this is going to be the fight of the century. You know? Mm, yeah, sure. <laughs> Guess we'll see. Yeah, we will see, and. Um, you know, it, it, it carries on. They they get through the labyrinth of horrors. Um, Missionary Man and um, and Judge Giant um, are fighting on. You do see Judge Giant um, is is scared of Dread though, isn't he? Badly scared. Um, all that's left is the terror of him. Uh, and you see um, uh, Strontium Dog. John J. Henderson fighting their way through. It's good to see the two of them together, like, fighting so heavily. Um, it gets all the way to the point. Uh, the moment is almost here, but not yet. Right now, she needs to get what she can from this thing. She's getting into the dead mind. Uh, and I love the way Anderson can reach into the dead minds of people. And she finds the launch codes for the entire city's TAD arsenal, world-ending firepower. We're really going to do this? And he says, you haven't seen the future I came from. Yeah, we're going to do this. Knew this was a one-way trip when I came back. And um, and then it says, it's him. However much time I buy you, don't waste it. And I was like, we're here. And can I say, in the fucking tradition of their fights, with all the pages that we have spent on this crossover, 
could we not have had like say four pages of the fight like why is you know it's it's so weird to me he he throws a time bomb which is a good strategy from johnny alpha and 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 it starts off well he throws a time bomb dread shoots it i'm like okay it's on they fight he's firing he blows off dread's arm so i'm like okay he does that um then which one of them takes is that dread no it's johnny alpha the massive chunk of him is blown out on his side there yeah that's dread Dread shoots johnny alpha sort of and takes out like his whole side see see below see see how johnny alpha shoots and blows off dread's arm which page is this this is the page of the fight 57 Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so you see. Yeah, that seems to be. Uh... He 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 blows off Dread's arm. Dread fires. Johnny Alpha gets shot in the side, so it takes out like a chunk of his side. See that? Yeah. And then suddenly, it's just ju- Judge Dread over Johnny Alpha with one arm, saying, "Should have stayed back in the future, mutant. This doesn't matter. We're still going to stop it all." And Dread just fires him, and you don't even see the kill shot. He says wrong, but you don't see the impact on Alpha. And then he does ricochet. And he gets um he gets Anderson, and I was like, why did we cheap out on the Johnny Alpha fight once again? Did you learn nothing from thirty years ago? Um, this could have been a much better fight. Yeah, and you know, even if they didn't have a better fight, it would have been cool to at least have, um, I don't know, you know, he be more Johnny Alpha be more directly. Saving the day, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, even if he gets killed by Dread, like, he takes a final blow that, you know... Yeah, yeah, like, it was just weird. Like, it was kind of like, you put all this effort in to Johnny Alpha, and he was good in this storyline. Like, he's a good character. He doesn't really need, sort of, to be given fake, you know, wins and stuff. He's a great character, and he does do cool stuff in this, but you got him all the way to the conclusion, and I, I don't think you spent enough time on the fight. And then you just kind of kill him. You don't even show the kill shot properly. And then he blows Anderson away, um, who's also a great character. And, you know, she's saying um, she's got the speech. And he, and Dred's like treason against Mega City 1, disappointed in you. And she's like, now I, I want to go through this. And she's a cool character. I love Anderson. And she's, she's like, Dred, yeah. wait. Yeah. You could have destroyed this place long ago, but you didn't. Part of you wanted us to come here, wanted us to do this, because part of you was the right thing to do, the only thing to do. Now, this is the part I have a problem with. The dread I knew was probably never a good man, but he never took the easy way out. Others backed off from making the really tough calls, but never him. Now, I was like, the dread I knew was probably never a good man? Are you kidding? Judge Dredd wasn't a good man? He's like the best. He's the <laughs> the best of the best. When was Judge Anderson introduced? Early. Like, how long had she been around? Early, early, early. Like, 80, 1980 kind of thing. 1980, okay. 81, somewhere around there. She's been his pal since then. Ups and downs. You know what I mean? Um, always been an ally of Judge Dredd. And yeah, my only thought was if there was something going on in the 90s at the time of the story... You know, if that, maybe... I don't know. know. Seems odd. Seems like an odd line. (sighs) Didn't like it. In fact, I'm going to go so far as... I've said it before on on Signal, um, where I called for someone to be arrested for treason for how they wrote Superman. 
I'm not saying treason, but I wouldn't mind pulling them in for questioning. You know what was this? What was this for Superman? I forget. It was the Superman issue in Superman Red and Blue, where Superman they retconned an old storyline and and they made out that Superman had been captured by these terrorists when he was depowered and he was raped, um, kind of in off panel land. The implication was he Is it in the nineties or something. No, it was now. So it, the the original storyline in World's Finest was like an early eighties storyline. Superman and Batman both get captured by sort of, they're not Iranian, but like the DC version of Iran at the time. And Mm -hmm. something happens in the storyline that that Superman is powerless for... Oh, you're talking about that that red and blue where they only use the colors red and blue is what you mean? Okay, now I know what you mean. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. Who wrote that? Do you know? I don't know. But, But like, my point was, and I said this on Signal, you probably recall it, I said that person should have been arrested for treason. Um... And I put that comment out there, and Rich backed off it, and I'm, I still stand by it. Like, they disrespected the flag, they disrespected the characters, you know? And um, and I'm going to say here, I'm not saying treason, because I don't think it's as grievous a crime done here, but when she, when this when the writer put the words in Anderson's mouth that Dredd was never a good man, I wouldn't mind pulling him in for questioning, you know? 24 hours in the cubes. Am I going too far? Am I going too far, man? Or am I am I going just far enough? Um, you know, I'd rather not go on the record on this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, as usual, Dave, you're going too far. I guess that would be the safest. You know, you know, for uh, if they're going online, I should. Yeah, this is too far. Do you like the but, way uh, I, I don't care if I'm online or not? I just, I just, I just, <laughs> I give my announcements. Like, I wish that my announcements were directly followed by you know the order given. Order received, order, you know, kind of, like, accomplished. Imagine pulling the rider in and he's sweating, sweating for a few hours and then you break it down. I see you write this and just and just kind of slide it across the thing and he's like, oh, yeah, that's me. I go, yeah, we've got a big problem with it. <laughs> you know, I actually don't even know who wrote, who wrote this, do you? A traitor. Um, let's have a look. Let's find out who this guy's name is. He did do a good job other than that one line, so I'm not going to... Ken Niemand. Ken Neiman, a name that will forever live in infamy. <laughs> yeah, certainly. He did do a good job, though, other than that one line. I just feel, I'm going to go on record here, I feel it's the pussification of society where, you know you know how in the cop shows they try to apologise for the cops now? They, you know, they just do like, oh, you know, not all cops are bad, but we know some of them are really bad. <laughs> And they try to sort of, you know, like you, you sort of see them try to like keep their viewership base, but also snivel towards the PC base. I hear they're trying to sort of like, oh, Judge Dredd's, you know, just to say he's not good. I'm like, this is Judge Dredd. This guy is. I'm going to give City Ken on. the benefit of the doubt that you know he either had some story context or you know some kind of reasoning behind that where you know i'm not going to freak out like dave did so. he have a gun to his head was that the only way cuz i swear to god if i had a gun on my head i'd rather eat the bullet you know than write the write the line i'd be like i'm not writing that line no and uh you know she should have said dread you were the best if she said that i would give ken neiman a big tick of approval hey in fairness she's a psychop right she can see in his head you know yeah, maybe it's a bit dark. who knows what he thinks about He's just thinking about vengeance. Uh, anyway, so then, then he says crime is treason, sentence is death. Um, and she's got the thing where his teeth tearing into her, her life by pouring down his uniform badge. Yeah, already seen this part, so just do it. 
Um, and then in comes um, in comes good to see Cadet come Go in and blows him away, and she blows him away. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, and then they initiate the full launch, full launch, scorched earth, overkill strike pattern. From hidden automated bases in the cursed earth beneath the black Atlantic and the orbital space they launch. Total annihilation devices, the most destructive object ever built, over 200 of them. And targeting everywhere, overkill, scorched earth, destroying one already dealt well to save the future. Very cool ending. I, I thought. Um, would have preferred Johnny Alpha to get the final shot for him to come in and be the person yeah. who did it. And I kind of wonder why he wasn't the person to do that because Johnny Alpha isn't anybody's bitch, but he's been made to be Dredd's bitch in two storylines in a row. You know, mm-hmm. I I just think... I, I Cadet John is a good... He's a good cadet and a good judge, and I didn't actually like that he was hiding from Dredd and I was kind of happy to see him come in with the final shot, but just a part of me just thought maybe Alpha as well, you know? Um, and that's the end of the storyline. And then the other pages, uh, we, we see a big... You just don't like the painted digital style. If you if you, if you you flash two pages past the, the blow-up, you see the Dread's face and that art style. You, you don't like that art style that's kind of glossy? The under... Um... I mean, I said I didn't like the cover. Where, where are we talking about? So two Sorry, pa- I have a pop-up. Two pages after um after the they blow up the world. So one page, two pages, and it's just a picture of Dredd's undead face with the helmet on and a, and a zombie on fire. It's obviously by the same artist. I think it's okay. Like, I don't think it's terrible. It's, like, very, I don't know, like, Photoshop-looking to me, but... Yeah, it is. Um, and the rest of it, we don't need to cover the rest of the magazine because it's just, like, it's a tribute to... Uh, I want to say is it Robin, Robin Smith? Robin Smith, who I think just passed away. Um, yeah, and um, yeah, I mean, he did some great covers and stuff, and I mean, check it out. But like, I, I was, I was thinking this storyline was going to go on a few more pages, and I was like, man, how are they going to spin this story out? Like, with all these pages still to go, like it feels like we're at the end. Um, overall thoughts, Adam, uh, of each. So I prefer the magazine. I think the magazine's the stronger part of the story. Um, what do you think? I mean, I would agree with you because the the 2000 AD is basically just um, uh, you know, a recap with a slight twist at the end, yeah, and then a whole bunch of other crap, and then a pretty cool Stronium Dog story. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I think this was for me ultimately a little disappointing. Yeah. Um, because you know, I know from you that. Mm. He, you know, they don't get these guys together very often, mm. and you know, it seems like it should be a big deal. And then just to do an alternate reality, and then not have a big fight between the two of them, mm. and then to have all those pages of all those other, um, you know, stories, and then uh, also, you know, them traveling through like you only had 50 pages, yeah, and a good part of it was them like traveling through yeah. different parts of the world and shit. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, you don't really have dread uh, at all because he's a zombie, but even zombie dread isn't that interesting or cool. Mm. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think it was pretty disappointing. Um, but you know, maybe the real dread heads out there are uh, <laughs> screaming at me, but we'll see. No, I, I think you're on the money. I mean, I look great concept and the good thought, art, sorry, good art, good art, and the thought. When I read that Johnny Alpha was coming back for this, I was like, yes. 
And it was good to see so much Johnny Alpha. Um, you know, I don't feel we really got under the hood as much as normal with Johnny Alpha because there was so much story they had to get through, so many... He was kind of like a guest character in everyone's strip. Um, but it was cool. I mean, I, I look, I dug that they did it. Um, the execution in the 2008 day was a little off. Outside of the main Judge Red and Strontium Dog stories, I thought the rest of it was a little weak, you know, like in, in a lot of the other little sort of storylines. Like, none of those stories... Mostly incomprehensible, honestly. I mean, yeah. Just without any context for the series. Yeah. I didn't find them, like, great advertisements for the storylines or anything. Mega, the magazine was far better. Um, I really liked Judge Anderson in there. I liked Cadet Giant. I obviously have my problems with the Alpha fight. I don't think they've learned their lesson from 30 years ago. 30 years, people have been saying that Johnny Alpha should have put up a tougher fight, you know, for 30 years. and Yeah, you would think that they would give him a rematch, but they really didn't. Well, it's it's all the pages they had, they, it's done in one fucking page, pretty much. He blows yeah. off his arm, Dread blows out his side. Like, why wouldn't you have had them go hand-to-hand, you know? Well, this is the weird thing that I'm noticing about 2000 AD. You know, I've only read about as much as we've done on the show, but it's like, you know, oh, you liked um, Johnny Alpha and Dread. Uh, you know, if this is like DC or Marvel, they would freaking run it in the ground. Yeah. Whereas 2000 AD, I feel like they kind of do the opposite, where it's like they don't give you enough. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess. The flip side is they were both extremely strong characters in their own right, and I guess they don't want to... I, I, I think they don't want to meld them too much, you know? Uh, anyway, like... But I think for a special event like this, 30 years later, that fight should have been two or three pages, and I want to see both of them get their licks in, you know? And you're like, yeah, he blew off his arm, but I would have liked to see him get Dread on the ground and, you know, really pummel him a bit, because it's a zombie Dread. He's not Dread at full strength, you know? Um, and you could have, yeah. Also, sorry, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, potentially, you could have had him bite Alpha so that Alpha's turning when she blows up the world, you know, so that even if Alpha won, it's a victory, you know, at a cost because Dread's not going to be easy to put down, you know, but neither is Alpha. I, I, I just feel they bungled the fight again after 30 years of people telling them that they wanted a proper fight, you know, it's just like you didn't get the notes that you've been getting for decades on this. Um, yeah. Um, another thing that I honestly kind of feel is that like the entire zombie thing is mm. almost inconsequential. Like, mm. yeah, they're in a dark world and there's zombies attacking everyone, but like the zombies are never really that big of a part of the story. And it only serves to make dread the villain. Sure. And an interesting villain. I don't know. I guess like, I guess maybe too much page time was taken up with setting up this zombie stuff mm. where I would have liked something maybe more interesting if they're going to bring these two together again. Sure, sure. And look, down the track they might. I mean, I think that there's a hunger for it. And I don't know, it was a tribute to the original, you know, epic, which itself had its critics I, I like the concept of the dark world and the zombies and the fact that the world is in the final extinction stage and stuff. Like, I, I think it's a cool idea. Um, possibly what held this from being a true classic is that it's very much of a stunt through all the different titles. So it's kind of more of a stunt event than a proper event to me, you know? 
Like, just the fact that he goes into, like, Shimura, uh, Armitage, uh, Missionary Man. Like, he's guesting in everyone's strips rather than it just being Dread, Anderson, and Johnny Alpha in a massive crossover over two titles. Like, you could do it. It's their fucking comic. You know what I mean? Yeah, we had maybe, what, 30, 40 pages of the uh, Dread, um, Johnny Alpha, Anderson stuff. Yeah. Really, you know, without those other characters. And, like, I think that's what... I was more interested in. Yeah, and, like, really, did the Armitage, like, storyline really need to happen? Like, it was pretty bland. You know, like, they turn up, he gives them the coordinates or something, the end. Like, you... Well, it kind of felt, this kind of felt like, to me, yeah, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just feel that, like, if they'd probably taken out sort of the ancillary stuff where it's just like, oh, there are zombies in the 2008 strip or there are zombies in an Armitage and just focused on Alpha and Dread and really made it a mega epic and used all those pages f- for them, you know, for their for their storyline to be the big storyline through it all without all the guest characters, you know, all the, all the sort of like one-noters, I think it could have been cooler sort of thing is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm, yeah. I guess, you know, you and I, having read a lot of DC and Marvel stuff, it felt kind of like when DC or Marvel have an event, and, you know, if you really want to read the important stuff, let's say the event's written by Jeff Johns, if there's a tie-in and Jeff Johns wrote it, you buy it. Yeah. You know, and but then there's all these other tie-ins that are like, okay, this is all crap just to make money, Yeah. but it kind of felt like in this, it's like, all that stuff was in the the main book, you know? Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And look, I also will say this. I don't think it's a common thing for 2018 to do these kind of events. I don't think there's that many examples of it happening. Yeah. Like, it's certainly not as regular as at Marvel or DC. So, in a way, yeah. they're sort of... I, I think it's a, it's a marketing thing, and I just wish when they would do it... There's nothing wrong with the marketing idea. The marketing idea is a good idea considering you don't do it that much, make the content really good, you know, with less filler, because I think you'll, I think more people will then stay, you know? Um, well, yeah, and, like, when you sent it to me and said, oh, we should do this, I was like, I knew that because I saw you kind of post on Facebook about it some, and I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, we should totally do that, and it'll probably be, like, you know, uh, four months before it's all done, you know, because I thought it was just going to be, like... yeah the regular strip running through the title. And I thought, you know, it'd be something significant, but this just kind of felt like throwing out a one shot. Like yeah. uh, we did that werewolf one shot yeah, where it was like a, what if story, the sequel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And I'm like, ah, you know, it's just not really doesn't match the level of excitement and hype that I felt for it, even only not being that big of a fan of, you know, 2018 or that long of a fan but having liked that story and liking seeing these guys together. Yeah, and that said, I still enjoyed this, and I, and I love the mm-hmm. fact they brought Johnny Alpha. Like, there's a lot of things I like about it, I, and, I, and I, I hope that if 2000 are listening to this, like, I'm not slamming them. I'm, I, you know, I'm trying to give constructive criticism. I'm still giving it a 7 out of 10 overall. I, I enjoyed it. Like, it was fun, um, but I just feel like we just tapped a bit of the fun that's possible. Like, there's a lot more actually possible. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I'm I'm gonna go with a six out of ten. I think the wow. art was 
all mostly really solid. That's only one less than you. Come on now. Yeah, come on. I mean, yeah, but like you, you heard me. I'm, I'm stunned. I, gee, I was almost on the phone to Judge Red before when you made a comment, and right now I'm, I'm looking at it thinking, I don't know if we need to pull you in, man. You know, if we need yeah, to pull you maybe. in. <laughs> but, but I will say one thing. Look, plenty of Johnny Alpha. One thing this strip was missing. That was good. Dread. Well yeah. done there. Yeah. One thing it was missing, probably a bit of dread. A bit of dread was yeah. missing, you know. Um, yeah. you know, when and, and a cool idea, uh, but you know, maybe just do a little more with it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Well, seven out of ten, six from you. Um, I do want to say uh thank you for listening. Um, the dread fans. We we love our dread. Uh, I don't know what we're gonna do next. this was fun though to do a kind of current one as well, you know, kind of mix it up it was, a little bit. Yeah. You know? Um I wonder what the best re- regarded dread like arc was of the last ten years, maybe that would be good to yeah, well, well, I could definitely find that information out. I've got, I've got quite a lot of them. We're up to case files forty now. I got my case files forty just the other day, so we're really churning and burning. Um, what year does that go to? Um, it's it's about two thousand four ish, five ish, I think. Somewhere somewhere around cool. there. Somewhere around there. Some, yeah. Somewhere in that region. Um, yeah, but I do want to say thank you, to listeners. Uh, look, if you want to support the show, we're all part of the Signal of Doom Network, the Empire that I run. I run you know, basically on a war machine um, way up in space, Adam, and, um, you know, nuke... I, a couple of times I said we should just nuke them from orbit, and I've been I've been, <laughs> I've been, been voted off that a couple of times, but Signal Doom runs from there, and you can join the Patreon um, feed and, you know, contribute to the show. Uh, it's patreon.com slash Signal of Doom, and that all goes towards the Signal of Doom's um, main show and Dread or Dead to do with Adam and um, you know we're excited we also do a Legion one don't we Adam we haven't done one for a while um, yeah we should do that actually in uh, the flash yeah but I've still got a taste for dread you know um, <laughs> maybe Carrie Bates flash <laughs> oh my god no the next flash we're gonna do on flashbacks <laughs> is um, Morrison and Miller which I yeah like. which yeah they've done some 2000 AD some of them right plenty of 2000 AD back in the day um so yes, Miller too. Mark Miller, yeah, got his start in two thousand AD. Yes, um, he did in the very beginning of his career. Yes, he did. Um, nope. So yeah, um, you know, uh, look, keep patrolling the mean streets, crush down on crime wherever you see it. If you need to go off book, maybe you know, I'm not going to judge you for it. If you see crime, have you seen the movie Harry Brown, Adam, with Michael Caine? Yeah, it's it's like a, a movie. more recent movie, right? Like first fifteen years or whatever. Fifteen, 15 years, years ago, my, uh, like yeah, Michael Caine. It's like a council estate that's out of control, and he takes matters into his own hands. It's pretty cool. I loved it. it? Okay, we have to check that out. I just love. He seems like he's mostly retired now, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, this is a while ago. I, I, I watched it again recently, and it it held up really well. It held up really well, actually. I really enjoyed it. Oh. Yeah, that reminds me, you know, kind of we're on that topic. I watched Dirty Harry oh, yeah. the other day. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, man. Keep going. There's five of them, I think. They're all good. Yeah, I might check out a couple of the others. I don't know if I'm Oh, come on. Why, why wouldn't you? They're fucking great. Jesus. Uh, priorities, you know. I got, other, I got other things to watch. Like what? What's better than Dirty Harry's? <laughs> what you got? Uh, I've, been meaning to, I've been meaning to rewatch uh, 2001. You know, that's one thing. Space yeah. Odyssey, yeah, good movie. Good yeah, movie. Space Odyssey, yep. yep. Sure, so, you yeah, see. you know, it's lots of stuff. Check out my letterbox, Dave. You know, there's yeah. all sorts of... Uh, you never followed me back. Um, really? 
I know you don't use it anymore. <laughs> I used it the one day you showed me how to use it. That was that yeah. was the last time I've used it. You're wrong too, by the way. But what did I do? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> okay. Forget it. All right. Forget it. It's forgotten. Um, unlike Judge Red and his storyline, which will be enshrined forever in the annals of time. Um, I want to say thank you and good night. <laughs>